On one of the first episodes of In Session, we profiled Allen Superior Court's Family Recovery Court. It's among Indiana's newest problem-solving courts, providing help that saves lives, families, and futures. Family Recovery Court tackles a complex mission by offering specialized help and treatment to families and caregivers who find themselves in court to address child abuse and neglect cases rooted in addictions. In court, clients have a network of support, the likes of which many of them have never experienced right at their fingertips. But outside the courtroom, clients can face a barrage of temptations and exposures to drugs and alcohol that threaten their recovery. I'm John McGauley, and on this episode of In Session, we're talking about the safety net of resources that those dealing with addictions can tap into after the gavel falls. On the program today, I am delighted to have two people with one shared mission, recovery. From the Allen Superior Court Family Relations Division, Magistrate Sherry Hartzler and Asha Dis, Executive Director of Project Me. Everybody, welcome to In Session. Thank you. Thank you. As I always do, let's start with a round of Meet the Guests. Would the two of you just take a second, introduce yourselves, and talk a little bit maybe about what brings you to today's topic? Magistrate Hartzler, since you're the honored guest making her second visit to our show, (laughs) let's start with you. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. Uh, Magistrate Sherry Hartzler. I'm a magistrate with the Allen Superior Court. Uh, in the Allen Superior Court, we have Judge Morgan and Magistrate Weber as well. The three of us handle um, family relations cases, that being child need of services cases, custody proceedings, adoptions proceedings, anything dealing with children and families. And so I've been here eight years. And welcome back to the show. Thank you. Asha, how about you? Thank you, John. Uh, My name is Asha Diss, and I'm the founder and executive director of Project Me, um, which is a peer support and harm reduction organization, nonprofit organization, I'm sorry, here in Fort Wayne or Allen County. Project Me has been in in existence since May of 2019 when I started a Facebook page. All right. And again, welcome. Let's start with Magistrate Hartzler. We went into depth about Family Recovery Court way back in episode two of our podcast. You oversee, as you said, the life-saving work that goes on there. Give us a quick refresher on what Family Recovery Court's all about. So Family Recovery Court is a certified civil problem-solving court. We assist parents and caregivers whose children have been found to be children in need of services. And so this means we've met certain criteria established by court rule and statute and been vetted by the uh, good people down at the Supreme Court. And so um, our program assists parents um, and caregivers who may be struggling with substance use, this being legal or illegal drugs and and alcohol. Uh, the kids may be removed. Um, they may still be placed in and home if it's safe. We have three phases in the program. The first one is reducing and ceasing use from substances. We get assessments, start services, and they attend weekly. The second phase is education, establishing safe, stable housing, learning about their use of substance, getting a sponsor, and getting into relapse prevention programs. And then the last phase is maintaining recovery. And at the second phase, you meet bi-weekly. In the last phase, we meet monthly. And so we do this through an incredible team of people that include community resources such as Project Me, who's with us today. And since she gave me the perfect segue, Asha, why don't you tell me a little bit more about Project Me? This may be the first time a lot of people are hearing about you. Yeah, sure. So we're a peer support organization. And so what that means is my whole team is composed of certified addiction peer recovery coaches, which are people with lived experience who um, now want to give back in a way and offer support to people with substance use disorder, people with mental health concerns or people with previous justice involvement or justice-involved histories. And we do that across the spectrum for substance use disorder, just meaning that 
somebody doesn't have to already be in recovery to get services from us. We support people who are in active chaotic use all the way through to long-term recovery where somebody may just need connection to resources still um, or stabilizing in a way and just need some support. And then I also run a harm reduction street outreach team. And so through that project or initiative, about eight and a half hours, 10 hours a week, we go out into the communities in Fort Wayne. We touch all of the communities. We have a primary focus on the zip codes that have the highest documented rates of overdose. So we have book bags that we wear that have all manner of things, Narcan, a lot of Narcan, fentanyl test strips. We now have xylazine test strips and safe use kits. And along with all of those items, we also have a lot of warming items, water, snacks, and a lot of community resources. So cards for Allen County Connect and the Heart Team. So just connecting people to tangible resources and supports and meeting them exactly where they're at, meaning a lot of times in the streets and encampments. Project Me does not have a physical location right now, so even our peer support, peer recovery, coaching services that are ongoing or offered in an ongoing way are offered through like in somebody's home or community-based. So we meet people in coffee shops or at the library, in their homes, wherever they feel most safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of a valuable piece too because transportation is a barrier. In a lot of cases, people don't trust providers. And so to meet them exactly where they're at um, in spaces where they feel good can be a good first step. Now, when we were getting ready for the podcast, one of the things I did was look up your website. And it was it was kind of a wow moment for me because I hadn't heard of Project Me before. For people who might be curious, before we forget about it, mention your website address. Sure. Thanks, John, for the opportunity. Um, it's uh, www.projectme.com dash fw.org there is a lot of information on there including a narcan request form that anybody can use anonymously and we just do those drops within 48 hours without any questions being asked so i hope people will take a look at it because it was a really enlightening resource now you guys have mentioned the term harm reduction a couple of times already and and that's what we're here to talk about that's the gist of the show today to the layman that's a pretty broad term that could mean a, a lot of different things but to you all it is a critical part of how you protect your clients who are struggling with addictions i've asked you for elevator speeches already but give me one more what's your elevator speech about harm reduction what it means to the layman and how it applies specifically to family recovery court so harm reduction is a critical part of keeping people alive. Yeah, when someone first gets involved in family recovery court, they're, they're using, and a lot of them are using some pretty significant substances that are harmful to them. And so having these kind of community resources through Project Me, having Project Me planted in the audience of family recovery court gives us the opportunity to provide a direct line of support to people. And so this support looks like for instance, medication-assisted treatment, having access to Narcan. And uh, it's, it's an important part of, as we were talking about uh, earlier today, about getting out of our silos and collaborating with community resources. And so it's a, I can't stress how essential it is for Family Recovery Court. We kind of define harm reduction as to reduce the risk of harm or death for people who use drugs and really the community in a whole, you know, like in kind of a broader way. And then another way I think to look at harm reduction is any positive change. So maybe somebody isn't ready to quit 
but they are ready to figure out how to manage their life better, which includes minimizing or moderating their use. And so we do things like create harm reduction plans with people. I think another way to get people to wrap their heads around harm reduction is to talk about ways we practice harm reduction already that don't have anything to do with drugs. So seatbelts. People die or are at risk of being injured in car crashes, and that happens very often. And so seatbelts are harm reduction for riding in a car. Sunblock is harm reduction for if you want to be in the sun. Helmets for kids or adults who play sports is harm reduction for playing sports. So we're just doing things to keep people safer and healthier as we can. And I think um, when we think of it in that way, it helps people understand the reasons behind and the importance of providing like harm reduction services for people who do use drugs. It's interesting, uh, you can't hear it, but you know, I'm a ginger, and to hear sunblock <laughs> described as harm reduction, you know, I think I might underline that one and yes. take that home. As, as we've emailed back and forth, and I've chatted with Magistrate Hartzler to get ready for this, this episode of the podcast, you know, the big general term, harm reduction, begins to sound to me as a, a newcomer to the topic like a truly personal effort to help people. Asha, you're in the audience at family recovery court sessions. You talk to people in the hallways. You really do seem to truly be there because recovery is your passion. Talk a little bit about how you deliver help to the people appearing in family recovery court. It really is a very personal one-on-one thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for everybody, your recovery journey has to be your recovery journey. And there are people who you know, the services that Family Recovery Court provides, which are incredible and just abundant, maybe aren't services that somebody wants to engage in. So I think just having other alternatives or not not engage in, but maybe that isn't the recovery pathway that somebody wants to use long term. So thinking like outside of Family Recovery Court, what does my recovery look like once I don't have all of these other services and supports? And so with Project Me, that can very much follow the them. Like once Family Recovery Court ends for them or they graduate, they still have that support. So it's just bridging gaps. That for me is a giant piece. Just making sure that people who have support have continued support because when somebody, especially in early recovery, feels like they're very supportive and then that kind of drops off that can be a critical time for them where they are triggered or they're not sure, you know, they don't have all the answers for that. So just to have somebody that they can lean on and ask questions to who also has lived experience in some way can be beneficial for them. Maybe this is for for Magistrate Hartzler. That personal touch really does seem especially important. You know, addiction is very isolating. It would seem like having those supportive community-based resources is a huge part of getting somebody on the path to recovery. That personal connection means it all. That's absolutely true. You know, and I recognize that I don't have a lived experience with addiction. You know, and I'm blessed in that regard. I haven't had that in my life. And so I think that if you're going through that, it's beneficial to have someone walk alongside you that can say, I've been there, I understand what you're going through. And so having peer recovery coaches is a great way to make that connection. And so that's that 
personal touch, uh, if, if that's what you know we're, we're talking about here, that is critical for a lot of folks. It's also important, like um, Asha indicated, that after we're out of their lives and their case closes, they are going to have a lifelong journey of recovery. And so the case closes, the um, the services may go away in terms of coming to court every week, but folks like uh, Asha and Project Me and Peer Recovery Coaches, they stay in these folks' lives and they continue walking with them on their journey because we make it very clear in phase three when we're getting ready to graduate that this doesn't mean that you stop working on your recovery. This just means that you're at a point now that you take this on and that you make it part of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Let's throw this one open to both of you, Asha and Magistrate Hartzler, because th- this was kind of an, another eye-opener for me when we were getting ready for this, that, that this is something that you all have to deal with. And then part of the concept of harm reduction is acknowledging that your clients don't necessarily overcome substance abuse disorder the day they walk into your courtroom. Recovery is a process that goes on for a long time after that day. Talk about the tools, and I think Ash has mentioned this a a little bit, but talk about the tools that you can provide people with to protect themselves in those first steps on the path to recovery. In terms of harm reduction, Asha indicated Narcan. We ensure that they have access to that, and Asha's program is a not-for-profit that uh, provides Narcan to people in this community. Uh, Narcan being provided to the participant themselves or the folks that they're living with. And so we have so much fentanyl in this community right now and i read a statistic the other day about overdose rates just going through the roof yeah and so like i said when we first got started we need to keep folks alive we can't help somebody if they're not alive and so let's keep them alive let's keep them free from harm that may come from overdose so we make sure that we provide that resource to folks and having project me is an excellent way to do that other tools that that we use um, would be making sure that people have access to assessments for medicated um, assisted treatment so we're talking about suboxone and, and things like that to help them on their on their journey Another tool that I think we don't recognize how critical it is, is getting rid of the stigma of addiction through having Project Me as a part of Family Recovery Court, through having folks come before us and understanding that, you know, that leave your shame at the door, leave your guilt at the door. We're not here to to condemn you um, because stigma is what keeps people sick. Mm -hmm. It keeps them from getting help. And so when I talk about the phases of family recovery court, phase one, two, and three, phase one, a lot of times is convincing people that we can be trusted, teaching them rather that we can be trusted. And I don't expect somebody who's going to come out of the gates trusting somebody at the front of the room in a black robe. I mean, that's just not the historical way people think about courts. And so um, having folks like um, Asha who can provide that lived experience and help them understand that this is something that they can trust. Well, thank you, Magistrate. I feel like the way that you build trust with people is by following through and just offering them compassionate, empathic support. And I feel like Family Recovery Court and you especially do a great job of that. So I think you probably build trust just pretty quickly. I've been there and I I don't know, just always feels very supportive and good in your courtroom. Thank you. 
So as peer recovery coaches, you know, obviously we provide support that's compassionate, empathic, non-judgmental always, but also just our existence or, um, you know, even me personally, like just until very recently, it's just been me kind of running Project Me and, you know, I'm a person that's in long-term recovery. I've been in recovery for 14 years and that was through um, involvement with the Indiana Department of Corrections. And now I have my own nonprofit and I'm running Project Me. And so I think that lived experience experience just models that hope is possible whatever you dream of you can probably do and and so magistrate speaking about stigma is exactly right it does hold people back and as a lot of the reason why project me came to be is because i knew that things were possible for me and things became more possible for me that i had been told weren't possible having felonies and going to college having felonies and getting a job right out of college were all things that people discouraged me from doing because of my history And that could have been my story was that I didn't go to college and I didn't move forward because I was told that wouldn't be productive or I'd waste my time and money doing those things. And so I felt like I needed to be a voice for people to break that stigma. Like you can go to college, you can get a job at an organization that you want to have a job at with a history. And so I just wanted to start breaking that down. And so I think now through our relationships with the people that we coach, that is also just kind of a prevailing feature of our support too, is that we've already kind of walked through the fire and have come out the side Mm -hmm. a little better for it. Um, And now we can turn our pain into purpose. The things that have happened in our lives that um, were adverse, we can use all of that for our future and to give back and that's just so powerful to me so one of the great pleasures of personally of doing this podcast is is getting to meet people like you with amazing stories that i've never heard and that everybody ought to hear one of the amazing things that that we see in family recovery court is when a participant ends up on their recovery path they get to a point where they want to start giving back and I see that a lot when the light bulb really comes on mm-hmm. with folks. And I've found it very interesting and, and, and incredible that some of our former participants are being trained as peer recovery coaches. And so we, we talk about in Family Recovery Court that these folks are our ambassadors. Take your, take the word out into the community. Tell others about what we're doing here. Tell others about what you've been through. Get rid of the stigma. Make sure people understand what's available in this community. And some of our folks have really taken that to heart, and they have gone out into the community and and are becoming peer recovery coaches. You know, one of the reasons, I think it was back in December, where you sent out an email and you said, give me some ideas for podcasts. And I really thought about... I think this was one of those. Yeah. (laughs) I, I really thought about, you know, one of my missions is to break down the stigma and i thought what a great way to get you know somebody like asha here get the word out about what she's doing um and to break down the stigma of addiction because quite frankly i don't think as a community we can heal until we start attacking that it may not stick strictly to the topic of harm reduction as as you might define it you know recovery means more than just a life without substance abuse part of your challenge in getting people from addiction to sober living is addressing their physical mental and social well-being how do you do that one of the important parts of a program like this is being what we call trauma-informed 
understanding that folks bring with them oftentimes a lot of complex trauma that may have started them on the path to use uh, and keep them on the path of using substances. And so we have to recognize that. And we have to address not only the fact that somebody is using, but we have to understand why they're using. That's why all of these services are so critical. And so we have to deal with the whole person, not just the fact that they may be testing positive. Are they living in a safe place? Are they experiencing abuse? Getting them somewhere that's safe. Do they have food? You know, things that are so basic and essential. Do they have transportation to get to services? And so what we deal with is the whole person. Another part of the program is making sure that people start getting outside of their bubble and understanding that they need to build sober, supportive networks. And so doing things like incentivizing people for going to pro-socials, we call it. So um, there's a number of events in town that people can attend, um, some that are put on by NAAA, uh, there are events. Um, Recovery Cafe. Recovery Cafe. Mm-hmm. Excellent idea. Yeah. And and so once folks start doing that and they start saying, well, wow, there's a whole community here that supports me, gets them out of the things that may have kept them stuck mm-hmm. in the past. And so it is a lifelong adventure for people. But there's been folks that have gotten so excited about their recovery that, like I've talked about before, they're peer recovery coaches. We've got folks that are now working in some of these service agencies, helping other people. And so um, when people start turning their, as you said, pain into passion, mm-hmm. that is just the most rewarding thing to see. Well, yeah, there's a graduate that is kind of a leader in the Oxford houses now, too, yep. isn't she? Which yep. is recovery residences. So that's incredible. You mentioned a term a minute ago, Asha, that I've, I've got to ask about Recovery Cafe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? So Recovery Cafe is a model. I'm not sure. I think it's nationwide, but at least in Indiana, we have a whole network of Recovery Cafes. And so we're fortunate to have one here in Fort Wayne. And Recovery Cafe, the idea behind it is that everyone is in recovery from something. And so everyone is welcome. The only rule, it does have a membership, but it's free. And the only kind of rule or stipulation is that you can't have used within 24 hours and so that's just not to trigger anyone else that's there and so ours here in allen county they meet or open on tuesdays thursdays and saturdays i may be drifting a little bit but how do people get connected with that that sounds fascinating yeah they can literally just show up at the recovery cafe Mm -hmm. um i don't know exactly what the address is but it's on calhoun Mm -hmm. they have a big sign outside and yeah you can just walk in everybody's welcome they got a giant pantry outside now and they're doing great things there may be people listening to this who find themselves battling addictions, that there's not been an incident in their life yet that's brought them into the criminal justice system. They're not a case in front of Magistrate Hartzler yet. What can they do? What can they do to plug into services before they get into trouble? Sure. Just reach out. Project Me specifically, just talked about Recovery Cafe Mm -hmm. or No Barrier places where you can get recovery support immediately. So by No Barrier, I mean all you have to do to get services at Project Me is Mm -hmm. reach out. We don't bill or charge in any way. So if you ask for support, typically within 24 hours, we've gotten into contact with you. There's a chat feature on our website that's open where you can get support pretty immediately um, or at least talk to somebody Mm -hmm. quickly. So yeah, I would say if you are even just mauling about the idea that maybe you need some support because things are feeling unmanageable or you just feel like you're wanting to have a different life or make some different choices and you're not sure how to Mm -hmm. just reach out we mentioned the website address earlier is there a phone number 
that sure. people could call? Sure. Phone number is 260-234-0270, and you can call or text that anytime. Okay. You mentioned the chat feature. Is that open 24 hours mm-hmm. a day? Wow. Yes, okay. anytime. You know, I feel like my day is better because I've had the opportunity to, to meet you and talk about Project Me, but that's not the only partner that you have in Family Recovery Court, Magistrate Hartzler. I- introduce us maybe to some of the other folks who, who are occasionally in your courtroom talking to your clients and doing similar work. Yeah, we have an incredible team. Team is comprised of a supervisor and three case managers from the Department of Child Services. And these folks are passionate about recovery. They're trained and they show up every day for these folks. Um, We have a team of public defenders who represent the parents and caregivers who are equally as as passionate about recovery. This is one of the rare places maybe that you see if you're looking at from the outside where everybody is united for one purpose, where you might think that everybody's on opposite sides of the issue, but here we are all together for this one purpose. And so it's important to note that we have guardian ad litems who represent the children, and so um, we make sure that their best interests are attended to. Uh, Service providers, Park Center we work with, Phoenix Associates as well. They provide groups and individual therapy, substance use therapy, therapy for the children, um, and other services related to getting people on a path to recovery. Uh, Lutheran Social Services is another partner, part of our team. Um, They provide similar services as well as financial literacy because when we talked about earlier about dealing with the whole person, that's another part of making sure that people, once they get their housing and their stability, that they can maintain it. We couldn't do what we do without community resources as well. So Project Me, we have 12-step meetings, um, Recovery Cafe. There's a number of, and I would not be able to sit here and and list all of the recovery houses that we have here in town. And so this community is so rich in terms of the uh, services available to people. And then certainly the partnership with Judge Morgan, Magistrate Weber, myself, we're all united in this mission as well. And then our coordinator, Keisha Theory, she's my right hand. She keeps things rolling, keeps things moving. And then the Office of Court Services, they they are so supportive. They're invested in making sure that, that we are able to provide what we provide. As is so often the case with this podcast, this has been a really amazing experience. I think I've learned as much as the people who are listening might. It's really been tremendous. Any last words from Magistrate Hartzler, from Ashadis, for people who might be listening to this, want to know more, maybe even need to plug into services? So you can find a description and more information about Family Recovery Court at allensuperiorcourt.us slash FRC. And so if anybody is interested in learning more about the program, certainly I would start there. In terms of, of final words as well, it's important for us to do these types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's part of what In Session is about, is making sure that the community understands the good work that the courts are doing. Because a lot of times people don't know what we're doing, and they yeah. might have ideas about what we're doing or ha- maybe have concepts or thoughts that aren't true. And so this, I'm just so happy to be a part of, of something like this. This is also a great way to get the word out in the community about help that's available. I oftentimes watch the news or listen to the radio or hear stories and I think, man, if only they knew that there were resources available. And it makes me sad. And so I think this is a great way to get the word out. Mm 
Likewise. I think the same, and I'm just grateful to be here today. I think you talked about stigma, and I think this should do a great job of breaking down some stigmas people may have about courts because of the great work that you all do. For Project Me, again, you can reach us at the at the website, which is www.projectme-fw.org, or text or call phone number, which is 260-234-0270. We also have a Facebook page, an Instagram, and a TikTok, I think. So you can reach us there too, just by searching Project Me and reach out through any of those means or modes and we'll get you connected to whatever support we can. Magistrate Hartzler said it best. These are incredibly important to do because the courts are mysterious. The services that that back us up are mysterious. And if we get to one person with this kind of information, Thank goodness. Magistrate Sherry Hartzler of the Allen Superior Court Family Division and Asha Diss of Project Me, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being on In Session. Thank Thank you, John. This has been In Session, an inside look at the Allen County, Indiana courts. You can find out more on this topic and others at allensuperiorcourt.us. Thanks for listening. The next episode's coming right up.